Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Who doesn't love shopping at Target? Did you know the all-new Target Circle is the free and easy way to get the most deals at Target? And when you pay with your Target Circle card, you can save an extra 5% your way every day. But wait, there's more. Now you've got a new way to save with Target Circle 360. With unlimited same-day delivery, Target Circle 360 is the fastest way to get your order to your door or someone else's. Right now, sign up for Target Circle 360 for just $49 for your first year of membership. That's $50 off the regular price. Visit Target.com slash Circle or the Target app for more details. Same-day delivery is subject to terms, applies to orders over $35. For 5% discount, restrictions apply. See program rules in-store or at Target.com slash Circle Card. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I am all in. I am all in with Scott Patterson, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey, everybody, it's Scott Patterson, and this is the I Am All In podcast, iHeartRadio 111 Productions. What an episode, the Bracebridge Dinner. I got to tell you, my impre- my initial impression of this after after the roller coaster ride of hilarity and emotion, my God, this to me reminded me of you know the swagger that the creators have now. Like we're the biggest, baddest <laughs> sons of bees in the gosh darn entertainment industry, and this is what we can do top this you know it was just yeah. it was just so i mean they were landing 
Every joke landed beautifully. Every storyline and narrative landed beautifully, woven, interwove beautifully. It was just amazing. I was stars laughing. hollow. Oh, beautiful. Was oh, it looked gorgeous. Everything looked gorgeous. The snowman looked fake. I'm sorry, it did. The snowman did not look real. You can see the dimples from the styrofoam. I'm sorry. I know they tried. I did not notice that. The head when it fell off looked real. Every the the snow that they were packing on looked real when it fall off, but the I don't know. I, it was just a little too dimpled for me. I'm kind of a snowman expert. I grew up making snowmen in southern New Jersey. I, I never saw saw snowmen that were dimpled. Whose snowman did you think was the award-winning, deserving number one? Well, okay, as good as the uh, the, the ringers yeah. uh, uh, snowman was, he did not provide the humor that those two young ladies did. <laughs> so I'm going to have to give it to our girls. You know? Can you remember filming that episode at all? I mean... I, just the way the town looks stood out. I just don't. So I don't. I. You know what I remember? Not even the sleigh ride. I do remember the sleigh ride somewhat. I do remember that. It's not wild. It was not that. I mean, twenty years ago is like you know a lifetime for some people, but it's like just a little chunk of my life. So I don't it's know like, that it shouldn't the be time. the biggest stretch. I don't know that it's because it was twenty years ago. I think it's because you shot so many episodes, mm-hmm. so it's like you can't differentiate each thing. Yeah, from they another. all kind of run into each other. I, I just, no, I didn't remember any of that. And I loved the Bootsy stuff and I loved all that stuff. But I mean, right off the bat, it was just firing on all cylinders. Yeah. And um, it just continued to, I mean, the I got, I got my Michelle fix very mm-hmm. early oh. in the episode. He was hysterical. <laughs> I was very happy Even about that. Even his physical, just when he's doing this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So, so good. All right, so let's get into this. And I guess uh, Riley is 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 a little down down for the count. Yeah, last this, week she had her sexy voice, but now she's just out. Yeah, now she's going to have to sit one out. Um, <laughs> so and, you got me. And Danielle Romo, thank you for filling in for the, my God, the, the, the growing popularity of Riley is, is, I mean, I'm starting to feel a little threatened. To be honest, with yeah, you. the anticipation for Danielle's performance with pop culture is yeah. We're, we might have to invite her to a secret dinner and then like push her over a cliff or something. Or something you know, to protect I'm ready to turf. armchair quarterback this. Let's go. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Danielle. Okay, so this is episode ten, the Bracebridge Dinner, air date December eleventh, two thousand one, and the synopsis is: While Rory struggles to keep the budding rivalry between Dean and Jess under control, Lorelai invites most of the citizens of Stars Hollow to an elaborate feast complete with costumes and horse-drawn sleigh rides, during which Richard announces to Emily, he has retired. Mm. Boom, boom, boom. All right, there's so much... That was a big kicker this episode. I mean, uh, there's so much to unpack here. Uh, Amy, you got to guide me through this. I'm just going to go off on a tangent, go off all directions. I mean, this this was just some incredible episode. It really was the best one. I think we agree. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about, so go ahead. All right, so let's start with what stood out to me was the sleigh ride. I mm-hmm. thought, and we're going out of order as we do, but the sleigh ride to me for each of the three couples, and I say couples intentionally, was very significant. So I'd love to talk about Rory and Jess, you and Lorelai, Richard and Emily. So let's start with Rory and Jess. 
and well, just their whole tension throughout in a in a good way throughout this episode. Right. So their sleigh ride, their accidental sleigh ride, their unintentional sleigh ride. I mean, you've got to protect Rory. She wasn't her idea. Right. You know, Jess jumped in there. Um, you know, that was uh, it made it clear for to me and I think the audience that uh, he's kind of more up her. Yes. Up her alley there with uh, the literature and the, yes, and yeah. especially when he said, "What do you two talk about?" Right, and he wasn't being a jerk about it, right? But he was indicating we have a connection in what mm-hmm. we talk about. Mm-hmm. And what I think, I think, what makes him bearable after seeing the fight and his attitude and the whole thing is we feel so sorry for him because his own mother didn't want him totally. for the holidays. And we've learned that through Luke and Lorelai's sleigh ride. And, and as, right. As Lorelai said, he knows, mm-hmm. which we find out as he's in the sleigh with Rory, he does know. He does know. Cause Luke boasted that uh, he doesn't know. And I made up a white lie and what's appropriate mm-hmm. delight. But kid. it made you love Luke that much more. And it made you feel for, for Jess. I mean, a real. So now he gets away with all this sort of, uh, I don't know, outlier behavior, um, right? And he's a serious rival. I mean, it and 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 she got caught looking at him. I mean, Dean totally. Dean nailed her from yeah. across the room. There was a look, and the look, the way I, when I'm watching it, I mm-hmm. obviously I'm just completely sucked in. But now talking to you about it is like the acting of that. Like, how do you direct somebody? Now you're going to glance, but you can't. Glance too much. You need to glance. How do they, how does that go? Oh, so now we're referring to that end scene. That's just easy. That's just a little look. It's not that big a deal. Oh, um, that is not easy. It's not that, it's not that big a deal. It's just a little it, angle and you, and you give a little look. And, you know, that's, even the way you're saying it now, it's like just the subtlety. It's like, to me, it was everything. Her look to him, mm-hmm. his look to her. They look mm-hmm. away. They look back. It's like a dance. And it says everything to the audience. All of that stuff, uh, technique-wise, uh, falls under the heading, less is more. Yeah. I had a big revelation this episode. So did I. Go I ahead. I have been Team Dean from the get-go. And literally this episode, I was like, oh, no, it's right. just like right. 100%. But do you know, for me, it's like ne- Dean is bouncing off the walls every time <laughs> she's, you know, it's like. It just shows that why you have to be super cool in the face of a rival, yep. you know, either, either blow them up right away and let the girl sort of get over that shock mm-hmm. uh, or just be cool and laugh at it because, you know, tightening up and being, you know, possessive and sort of in a snit all the time. Cause Jess is around, you know, it makes him look bad. It really weakens mm-hmm. that character. Cause we've seen him that way. So many consecutive episodes now it's like, you're almost sick of it. It almost becomes like a Paris thing where it's like, here we go again with the nasty evil stuff. Fair. Right. And, and even it, though Jess's fight was really with the, the guy that Rory thought was a jerk. It's that then Dean jumped in and then they're fighting. Mm-hmm. Right. So it always comes back to their rivalry. Right. And I, I thought Jess was, interesting and probably correct when he said he doesn't seem like your kind of guy. He and does, she's like, he's my kind of guy. He's my kind of guy. And it's like, he's not, he's not. He is. I just think he's reaching too far up the ladder and he knows it and he's nervous about it. And he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't, don't, you can't take anything away from him. I mean, he's a good guy. He's smart. He just isn't 
I don't know. It's just he isn't. He, he isn't. Doesn't, he, he's uh, damaged. He isn't damaged the way she's damaged, and I think that she can relate to because Rory has some damage. I mean, she's mm-hmm. she covers it well. She, you know, she's self analytical. She's very bright. She understands what her issues are, and she's probably resolved them. A lot of them on her own or just with conversations with Lorelai, right? Because they're 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 a highly psychological couple. I mean, they're highly aware. Um, uh, and I think I think she has that in common with Jess. I think the the hurt and the pain that he feels is the same hurt and the from the rejection his mother rejecting him is the same thing that Rory probably felt with Christopher when when you know mm-hmm. they he decided to go off to California or wherever he went. You know what I mean? I mean, he, she didn't have a father. That leaves that leaves a huge hole in your life, um, and I think you know th- that's what hit me so deeply in this episode. There was a couple things. That was the first thing. Is like, is knowing the pain of being rejected by a parent is is searing and it's deep, and I think it's how they're connecting. I think whether they know it or not, mm-hmm. that's it. That's the glue, and that's why it's going to work. In my opinion, yeah, interesting. I mean, we even get a little glimpse of that with the discussion about Christopher in this mm-hmm. episode mm-hmm. from the very beginning when he calls Lorelai and then, you know, Lorelai gets upset and even Rory isn't willing to say, yeah, I want to go. She's like, I don't know if I want to go, but it was nice to be invited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the damage is there. You're right. I Yeah. I mean, as, as flawless as we want to consider Rory to be, you know, and as emotionally mature as she is in most aspects of life, um, there's damage there. And that's and what's Dina, so compelling to watch about Lorelai too. She's, she's really damaged and it totally. makes people fascinating. Mm-hmm. And uh, even how she had that outburst saying, I don't want you to go. I mm-hmm. don't want right. you to go. I don't right. want you to be with someone else and not me. And it's it was, perfectly I, I liked understandable. how she was honest. It's, yeah. it's per- right. It's perfectly understandable because what right does he have? You know, he just abandoned his kid. You know, he, he, he made a choice, right? Mm-hmm. Right. He did. I mean, it was on him, I guess. I mean, maybe he was pressured I'll... into that choice probably, but right. But still, I mean, you, you, you know, you got to stand by your kid for God's sake. You can't just abandon your kid. And he did. And then he shows up, you know, and it's like, but he, you know, he approached Lorelai very carefully. He's very respectful. I understand if yeah. you say no, the whole thing, Yeah. you know, so we don't hate the character, but it's like, pal. On the holidays? Yeah, you do, you're right. You're really right about that because you do like Christopher. You do, but it was a little kind of, I mean, I, I can't judge him for that. That's his kid. He wants to see her on the holiday. But it's like, dude, don't take her away from her mom on the holidays. You <laughs> absconded. <laughs> really? It's like, yeah, you know, maybe come to Stars Hollow, get a room at the inn with your girlfriend and be available for yeah. some lunches and dinners. Okay, there's a way to handle that. If you want to be with your daughter, don't put people out mm-hmm. that you ran away from. Just go make it work. Yeah. But I, mean, I, I tell you, I, you know, point. me as a life coach for Christopher, I think I could help him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think so. Because it's like he is well intentioned yes, now. For sure. You know, so I think coming back around, analyzing Dean, Dean is sweet. He is a safe choice for her. He's just not going to, what's the word? Like, like 
you can already see Jess and the conversations and Jess nailed it. Like he's not your kind of guy. Cause I'm going to ask you about literature and I'm going to know about Bjork and I'm going to know about this. And I'm going to push your buttons in a very similar way to Luke and Lorelai. Mm-hmm. They don't just give in to each other. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I think Dean knows that how, you know, forever he's going to be a notch below Rory uh, in IQ and in, you know, his reading list. He's not able, he's not on that level. She's special. She's really special. You know, she's on her way to Harvard for God's sake. I mean, that's just, you know, that's a very, you know, that's a very rare thing. What, you know, I think how many couple thousand, 1500 get accepted every year. I mean, right. it's of all the applicants. I mean, they get 40, 50,000 applicants and they're all qualified or like overqualified every single one of them. So it's, you know, it's just a different level and he knows he can't compete on that level. He's that guy that, that loves, loves, loves when he's with them. But when they're not with him, he's very, very irritable. He's very nervous. He's insecure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he gets angry. He wants to, you know, he really wants to defend his turf. And it's just like, yeah. he cannot handle the air up there. He man. is sweet as pie. I mean, even no when the question. little sister says, can I go play with the horses? Yes. Put your coat on. Like he is so nurturing and sweet and loving and like always with the goodbye kiss. And he is like the great choice. It's just. But do you know what? There's right another, there's another aspect of Rory that I found interesting. Uh, and it was really glaring today in the episode. Uh, she's really aloof. She has this aloofness about her Mm -hmm. that naturally makes people who are just slightly insecure, even that much more insecure. And makes people like Jess attractive. Yes. Very nailed it. I mean, and Dean is like, I can't handle this. (laughs) This girl girl definitely doesn't love me the way I love her. Because he's nuts about her. And she's like. Just she's just kind of playing along. I think she feels something for him, sure. Definitely. But it ain't it ain't the big, you know, it ain't the big love, right? You can just tell. And he she is too, I don't know, sort of unaffected by him and their relationship. So I th- I think she's just doing it because it's a small town and mm-hmm. and she likes him and he's nice to her and this kind of thing. But I don't know. Jess is looking awfully good these days. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. 
I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle, what did you think of all three sleigh rides? We still have to get to Richard and Emily because mm-hmm. I think there's a lot to talk about there and and just the cuteness of them and, and throughout the episode. But Danielle, what did you think of the sleigh rides? I loved Lorelai and Luke's sleigh ride. I think that was one of my favorites that you guys were all cuddled under that furry little blanket. And it just made me realize like, oh, I love them together too. Yeah. And that's how I felt about uh, Rory and Jess's too. You know, when they were together, I'm like, oh, my God, they're so perfect. Like they're at each other's league. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like they're very much compatible and like the same things and all that kind of stuff. So with those two sleigh rides, I was like, "Uh, duh, there you go. That's (laughs) it. Mm -hmm. Was that your first time really seeing Jess and Rory have that connection that you liked? Yeah. Before it was kind of like, oh, Jess is kind of like the bad boy. Rory's the, the good girl. And. They kind of flirt, but like t- this episode, I was like, oh, they really have a connection. Well, I think I th- for me, it was when uh, when he was walking away that night 
when they, I think they had just met, you know, that day or something, or they were introduced that mm-hmm. day, but it was their first encounter at night, but he was walking toward the gazebo and he stopped and he turned around and he nailed the Melville reference. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was yeah. it. That was it for Rory. That's all she needed to hear. I think you're right. There's something about, you know, just that knowing that somebody is on, you know, that's a, somebody's a reader and they, you know, it's just their quality of life is different. Their expectations are different. What, you know, their, their art is different. Their culture is different. It's, it's, and, it, and once that locks in, boy, that's, you know, that's and just powerful. as the king of totally redeeming himself. Cause just mm-hmm. when you're like, Oh, he's a jerk. He fixes the toaster mm-hmm. or you're like, not liking him, he jumps in the sleigh and is just like so cute and charming. And obviously he destroyed the snowman. Right. And it's like she wasn't mad about it right. this time. Right. She's turned. Whereas right. she would have been like offended by that behavior before. And now she knows, oh, he did it for me. Right. This guy's gonna do whatever it takes for me. Yes. Ooh. Yes. It's that violence. That that streak that turns her on, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, uh huh. Dean would never do that, right? He's not going to do something bad. Dean would never do that. She, you know, it's 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 clear that Rory is beginning to. Well, let's just project this into the future. A couple of years from sure. now, and sure. Dean and uh, Roy are still together. I think she's bored out of her mind. I, I don't think. Dean can keep her interested with all of his devotion and love and sweetness and kindness and all that stuff and then be uptight when a guy looks at her, right? That, that gets old very quickly. And, um, Dean is the perfect first boyfriend, but that's it. There's no question. There's no question. But so let's talk about Richard and Emily because Mm -hmm. immediately Richard was in a great mood. And obviously we find out that it's because he retired, but I thought their relationship this is one of the first times you realize, wow, these two really are meant to be together Mm -hmm. because she doesn't just take his bleep. Do you know what I mean? She was upset and she speaks her mind to him that he should have told her. And then he very communicates why he didn't. And you understand, but it was the sweetness. Like let's go on the roller coaster and I'll hold your hand. Like they are just grandma and grandpa cutest ever. You know, like, yeah, we get like, to be a, a man and a woman again. I get to love you again. I let's yeah. we can date again. We can feel young again, and we can get away from all this BS. You know, I mean, leading a life on that level, um, it's a lot of fundraisers. It's a lot of friends. It's a lot of effort. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of gossip. It's a lot of you know. It's a it's a lot. You know, leading yeah. leading that kind of a life is is very very hard work, and it's daily, um, and it's all about you know power politics and socializing yeah. and all of that stuff. And they did it very well for a long time, but man, they're tired. You know, it's yeah. Like, and for me, like it also the BS. <laughs> it solidified like because they've pro- they've been together what at least thirty five years, mm-hmm. probably pushing forty years together. Mm-hmm. Man, do those two like each other? Mm-hmm. They love each other and they're committed, but they like each other, you know? And it was like so sweet how he's going through the finances. And it's like, obviously they have plenty of money. And she's like, don't worry about it. Like, right. We're good. Right. Well, and I, they hold hands. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, very romantic. Yes. And, but yeah. the thing, the thing that was interesting and it's been, it's been obvious before, but it really became, uh, 
you know, neon letter letters in, in this episode mm. is, is what type of person Emily was versus what type of person Richard is. And, mm. you know, he even said it to mm -hmm. her, he said, Emily, you, you know, you like things structured, you like order, you need to yeah. know, you don't like surprises, and you don't like changes of plans. And that's how you get through your day. And that yeah. bespeaks, in my opinion, of somebody who has experienced trauma. And they hang on to their structure and they hang on to the list to get them successful and through the day. First, really, it's really just about getting through the day because they want to get away from the chaos they experienced when they were children or however they grew up or in their first marriage or their second marriage or the third marriage. Right. They don't want chaos anymore. They don't want a lack yeah, of order. I mean, it, they you know, want predictable, quantifiable pieces of time to do that. And then they'll do that at that time. And then they'll do that. And that's how Emily keeps control. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting talking yeah. about that. God, mm -hmm. that's making me spin a lot of things. Because obviously Emily had something that made her how she was, which caused the conflict with Lorelai. But then the chaos of the pregnancy and their daughter leaving at such a young age and all that. And so you're right. She is Control. Trying to control, control, control. But it's not out of, it's not because she's a bad person. It's no. she's not out of evil. It's not out of ego. It's out of her very survival. It's how she approaches her day. It's how she plans things. She can't handle uh, uh, her daughter being pregnant at 16 when she's going, she's on her way to Harvard, Princeton or Yale. Right. Because she's, I had not thought of it like this yes. until this very moment. And I think you make a great point. And it just, it just, you know, the, the machine broke down and the, the order, the, then, then it was chaos. Emily doesn't do chaos. Mm -hmm. It's not in the cards. It, 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 you cannot live, you cannot thrive in a chaotic environment. And that's what Lorelai brought into their lives. She exploded mm -hmm. their life. She exploded the order and the structure that Emily thrives in. But I think you bring up something so interesting that it's, it's a cart before the horse, tail wagging the dog, whatever the saying is, it's like, because Emily was so structured. And so like, even when Richard's like, this is wonderful night. And Emily says, your dress isn't pressed. <laughs> it's like, it's like Emily did that to Lorelai, even with good intentions, probably all her life, which made the chaos happen when they had the pregnancy. So it's almost like, yes, something did happen to Emily before in her own childhood that made her be sort of like that structured stick. Well, it's just way. the pressures of maintaining a lofty perch in, in yeah. a power dynamic in Hartford at the high end of the one, one percent of the one percenters, right? Yeah. And the country club and the whole deal. And if your clothes aren't pressed, people are going to talk behind your back. You know, you know what I mean? It's that kind yeah. of pressure. It's like, you yeah. need to be perfect. You know, you cannot, yeah. you cannot, uh, uh, um, you cannot not be perfect. You can't be imperfect. You must yeah. be perfect. Appearance yeah. is everything. Order is everything. Structure is everything. Manners are everything, everything. Yes. And the brilliance of these characters, That's and I'm where coming they live. back to your interview with Chad Michael Murray, how he explained he had to make Tristan likable, but never get too close, but make him still likable because a villain you just hate. So like, same thing with Emily. She has all these things but you don't hate her at all. You love her. So even when she's so mean and rude to say to her daughter, press your dress at this beautiful affair, you don't hate her. 
you just kind of go, that's her. So interesting approach that the creators and the writers took is to allow the audience. Now I'm using Paris as an extreme example because uh, now she comes in and she's a little softer and she's accepted and invited to the dinner. And now we get a little background on her, the parents and now the nanny. And we, I'm going to read the Odyssey for the third time and I'm I'm not a freak, you know, you know, I'm not boring or whatever the word she used. It's, you know, it doesn't make me, you know, creepy or whatever. Um, But it's like now you're supposed to feel this, you know, the soft spot for, and you do, and mm-hmm. it worked, and I do. Yeah. I get it yeah. now. All, it's all I needed. Just give me something. And I didn't have yeah. it before. I had a little, you know, I had an image of a mother by a locker, and then maybe a, a little bit of a sob story here and there, but I, n- right. nothing really that you can piece together and latch onto. Um, but now they, they gave me a little something. So maybe this is, you know, obviously this is intentional, maybe from the writer's yeah. room is like get these. Get the audience to maybe not hate these people, but have them so abrasive, then then we can give them a little humanity. And it's like, yeah, love them all the more. I was so happy Paris was invited to the dinner and stayed because it's like, I want her to have friends. I want her to have something to do. And then even when Lorelai goes over and says, like, we're so glad you're here, Paris. And she's like, your your timeline was all off and the polyester shirt, like, mm-hmm. you know, criticizing. <laughs> right. And you're just like, oh, you can't help yourself. Right. Like, no, we're, this so, is we're why still she, so glad you're here. Right. Yeah. This is why she's. So I saw what she really was in this episode of Paris I'm speaking about is the loneliest yeah. girl in the world. She has no friends. She doesn't even have parents. Yeah. She's yeah, got a nanny. Whoa. She speaks Spanish with her nanny. She has her books. She has yeah, her. Yeah, that made me sad. Yeah, it was a little that. sad. That made me like yeah. a little bit like. She's like, she, but, and, you know, she resorts, she, she retires the library and she breaks out her Aristotle and her Homer and her. Iliad. Danielle's like dying to say something. I can see her like. I was just going to say, who calls her nanny nanny? She's like, nanny. <laughs> and then like spoke to her Portuguese. Or, right? I think she was Portuguese. Because it's um, like mommy. Yeah. yeah, it's just I thought that yeah. was interesting. I was like, nanny. And yeah. I just. And they did that intentionally, obviously. Yeah, it broke my heart a little bit. It really yes. did. Yeah, it I'm sort really, of glad. Because really, really. I, I want you to come around on Paris. I'm sure we're going to go back to you hating her at some point. But like, there's things that you will like about her. Well, it's not hate. It's just I feel very protective of Rory. Yeah. And, uh, but now I know Rory can handle it. Now it's, let's, let's, let's work on Paris a little yeah. bit. Give her a little love. You know, I almost think Rory figured this out a while ago a while, about yes. Paris. She's way ahead. And it's of me. why she's yes. so like, let me just help you out here, girl. <laughs> it's why, you know, so, let me get you into the sorority. It's all you care about. I know you have nothing to do. Why don't you stay here at this dinner with all these lunatics? Uh, it's totally fine. And she looked like just such a little lost sheep at that dinner table. And she just, <laughs> She didn't know what to do. She didn't know what to what to say to anybody. She, but she was happy to be there. It was strange territory for her. There's like totally. people sitting around. There's like other people, and they're talking and enjoying each other. Like, what is this? You know, it's a completely. It's like she was on another planet, and she was just. Sort I loved of, also the scene, and I can't. I can't remember if Paris was in or not. I have this weird feeling she was, but when Richard and is telling that story, you know, and the mm-hmm. whole table's really kind of enamored with him telling the story of how mm-hmm. he was humming you know, instead of the share song, blah, blah, blah. What did he call her? That, like, that bony woman and that, what did he, what did he call she? Oh, Sonny? The mus- tall woman. This mustachioed, what did he call? Yeah, Sonny? the mustachioed husband. The, no. Sonny. Oh, they sure like Sonny and share references on the show. But anyway, you, you also realize like, wow, Richard's a cool dude. And like, everyone kind of likes him. And like, 
they're fancy and they're cool, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I love that scene the most because uh, Rune came out with the trumpeters <laughs> and then pushed the one trumpet away that was closest to him when it, when they, it was like, get that thing away from here. Uh, and, and, and everybody was so in, 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 tr- charmed and entranced by these trumpeters and what was going on before them emily and richard they cut to other people and everybody's like oh this is wonderful and then they cut to michelle and he's like he's like this he's like this is this is freaking embarrassing (laughs) it's like really he's the best it's like how tacky can these americans and kirk was great in this serving the suit i mean now he everybody was really on their game yeah the bad like when Rune changing in the kitchen. I just oh, tears. I thought it was so funny. Um, I, you <laughs> know, you're size. right. It, it, it's like everybody was on their game. Yeah. I mean, this was really a, a dynamic performance from everybody. Mrs. Kim, I, we didn't say Grace, and and Lane's oh. like the, silent Grace, and then like, did you say silent Grace to Babette? And she's just like, what the f? No, no, no she says no. That's a good one. <laughs> then she realized she was serious. <laughs> she said, "Put her head down." <laughs> the whole thing was so freaking. Epic. But it, it's nice. Look, it's it's hard not, and those scenes. Look, those kinds of episodes are really difficult to shoot oh. around the dinner table because you have to get so Sorry, much people. coverage. It takes oh forever. God. You know, that must have taken days because oh, yeah. every single thing's happening. And then you and Jess looking at the soup and the obviously uh, there was like creme fraiche in mm-hmm, there, which mm-hmm. I don't particularly care for creme fraiche, but, but I think, and then the parsley or whatever it was. But I mean, it's I really, it's you know, look, it's, it's Christmas time. It's snow, it's sleighs, it's horse-drawn carriages, it's it's dinner with friends, and this is how we'll celebrate. And it just makes you love these people and love this place. And that, I think... Totally. You know, this, I think the real star of this episode was Stars Hollow. It, I agree. It, it, was, it was the people of Stars Hollow as a unit, as a community, and we could all see the friends and we could all see them there. With all their their divergent personalities melding together and and just making us love them more and more and more, it was a very I warm. I would love mm-hmm. would love to say that we are geniuses and planned this episode to <laughs> fall into this date in the calendar, but no. we got lucky. Yeah, we did. The fact that it was that it's Christmas time mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. and this episode was like. Christmas time, winter break. I couldn't believe it. I was like, are we awesome right. or what? Like- you can only dream of being invited to a dinner like that or being part of a community that does that. Totally. Right? And totally. does it that well to go to that. with that much humor. Oh, God. Well, and you can tell things got wild after dark because the, you know, the next morning we hear about the spoons banging on the head and Jackson pulling his shirt up. And so you're you're to understand that like these guys party too, and they are having a blast. Do you know what's interesting about these characters is in life, right? We go to these things and we, we really do attempt to connect with strangers or other people or people that we know, but we don't know that well. And we, we will kind of put our true selves aside. And I don't mean to be so revealing, but (laughs) I think everybody does this. But it's like, you know, you kind of lose who you are, the greater good, to get along, this kind of thing. The thing about these characters in the show is they're themselves 100% 
all of the time. Totally. They don't do that. Even at that dinner, it's like, you know, and it, I, th- I think it was illustrated best. Well, a lot of times, but the, the thing that really stuck out to me is when Bootsy made a comment to me and I just like said, shut up. You know, you know what I mean? It's like these two guys are just being themselves. The little childhood rivalry between right, you right, and Bootsy is so right. hilarious. And again, we just are too, we don't know everything, but we get it from right. the town meeting and from a few other incidents. And you're just like, oh yeah, these two. Yeah. The, nobody's changing for anybody. Everybody's their glorious uh, selves, wh- whoever they are. And, and Didn't you want to go to the inn? The inn huh? is so cool. Don't you want to yeah. go to that inn? Yeah, I so do. Cool. I do. I mean, that's wall wallpaper. I was like, I'm here for it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, (gasps) it's it. What? Lorelai and Emily putting on their lotion. No, I wasn't, I wasn't going to say that. But that, I mean, Danielle. No, no, sorry. Exactly the same putting on their lotion. And when I watched that scene, I was like, how many takes did that take? Because they did it in such unison without even looking at each other. Oh, that's yeah, you know Scott, I mean? how like, would they do that? Would they get a countdown? Like, what would? how would you do that where they are exactly the same? Well, I think that Lorelai, uh, I think Lauren could see Emily uh, in her peripheral vision. Oh, uh, because that was genius. Yeah, yeah. That's not that hard. Okay, so we're going to come back and break this down more. But we do have a break okay. and we have a, a surprise for you. Well, you which- do. Yes, a fun surprise. Well, and then like we'll surprises. obviously come back and talk more oh and do God. pop culture and all that. But so Gilmore TikToks are some of my favorite. Yes. Like just the things people do on TikTok. Right. All about Gilmore Girls. And there is a ton of Gilmore TikToks. Right. I don't see Scott being totally on the For You page, but <laughs> I was on TikTok and saw the fun I laughed out loud when I saw this guy on TikTok. So we tracked him down and we want him to tell you his story. So that's what we'll say. Should I get my TikTok game going? Do you, oh, dude. First of all, TikTok is Sh- so addicting. Should but I? No, but I yeah, mean, should I wanna... start doing videos on TikTok or am I God, just like yes. Yes. maybe oh my 45 God. Yes. years too old to do that? Yes, but that's fine. There are plenty of grandmas on TikTok. Because I tell you, I just got a notice from uh, Instagram. They're going to suspend my uh, account. Why? Because they say I had uh, 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 a copyright infringement, uh, infringed on somebody's copyright in one of my posts. And I can't even imagine what they're talking about. And there's no what? recourse. And there's, yeah, I just got the, I just got the email. And I was like, you know, it's- We a might no- be able to help with that. Send that to us. We All might right. be able to help with that. Yeah. But yeah, you should definitely do TikTok. So I'm, I'm ready also, to go. I mean, if I lose that platform, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll go to TikTok like that. No, send us that Instagram. We're going to try and help with that. That's weird. Yeah. But TikTok is addicting. Suddenly you're like, uh, I've been sitting on the couch staring at my phone for an hour and a half. I've got to get up. <laughs> like, it's so bad. But anyway, so Danielle, you bring him in and then just introduce him to Scott and have him tell his whole story. And then the TikTok went viral, which is why I thought it was so hilarious. Should we take a, right. a break? We'll take a little break. Yeah, take a break. All right, everybody. Um, man, I'm sweating. <laughs> huh? Let's towel off. Let's let's take some uh, libation, and uh, we'll be back after these words. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. <laughs> People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in exactly. to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, right. which is different than empathy. Yeah. Right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already yeah. see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
All right, everybody, we are uh, back, and I think we're waiting for uh, some Gabe. kind of surprise. Oh, it's uh, the surprise has a name now. Gabe, whose Gilmore Gabe? TikTok went viral, and he oh, has really? to tell you the story. Yeah. Ah, Hello. There he is. <laughs> Gabe, how are you? You look like you're in a very well-appointed den in the uh, northeastern yeah, I'm, part I'm... of the United States or in the <laughs> suburbs of Illinois and Chicago? Uh, you were right in the, in the first guess. I, I'm in the suburbs of Philadelphia right Thank now. Thank you very much. I'm a Philadelphia <laughs> boy myself. College, Are you on the main line? Yeah, I, I am in the main line. Uh, I live See? in Villanova, so I, I just came home from the first semester today. Look at that. Look at that. Yes. Look at that. People at can't that. see, but we'll show this on Instagram because Gabe is definitely at his mom's house or his parents' house. Because yeah, I'm uh, I'm sitting in the spot that my dad does all of his work Zoom meetings. There you so. go. Because it's it is all, very fancy. It's it very impressive. Very it's all set up. Yeah. Very yeah. well appointed for sure. <laughs> very mom decorated, fancy, not college kid house. Yeah, this is not this is not my college dorm. Um, the, the the suburbs of Philadelphia are gorgeous. They are yes, absolutely beautiful. Uh, I grew up here, so yes, indeed, um, yes, indeed. Gabe, nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you too. This is kind of so. Crazy Gabe, we me. didn't tell Scott what happened, but I okay. stumbled upon your TikTok that went viral because I'm addicted to the for you page. So will you tell yeah. the story and then tell him about the TikTok? Yeah, so um, so I had a lot of finals in these past uh, two weeks, as is normal for college. Um, but I like to procrastinate about as much as I can. Um, so it must have been Monday. Yeah, like Monday, I woke up and I had like three essays to write um, by Tuesday night, Wednesday night. And instead of doing that, I woke up really early because like I was stressed about not doing my work and I was scrolling through Netflix because I've sort of exhausted like all of the things that I'd thought of to watch to pass the time and I saw Gilmore Girls in Netflix and I've always like seen it and never like taken the time to watch it and I was like hmm this is the time so it was like early morning I think it was like eight like it was like 8 a.m and I started watching the first episode of the first season and I watched 15 hours um, <laughs> passed the whole day. Didn't even open my laptop to do any work. Uh, oh, what good. happened to your essays? Oh, they got done eventually. That's <laughs> that's what like two in the morning is for. Watch um, straight hours. Yeah, it's a sit down and invest myself kind of situation to pass the time and pretend like I'm being productive. And hey. I'm very invested in the show now. So I call that being productive. Wow. I got all my work done. So good for you. Um, all is well. <laughs> welcome to the, uh, welcome to our family. Yeah. Welcome. Uh, you are, you've been Gilmored. Yeah. I, I, really got, I really got sucked in. Like it, it caught me immediately. <laughs> and then 15 hours later, I was right. So yeah. There. What did you think? Like, and what do you think of Luke? Yeah. What do so, you think of the character of Luke? I've been thinking about it so much. Um, like, like what was my favorite part about the show and like what sort of drew me in. And I think it's because like all the characters and all the situations um, are so real. Like there's so, like a lot of the time I watch a show or like I'll watch a drama or like a sitcom and I'm sitting there watching and I'm like, oh, like this is entertaining, but like this would never happen. <laughs> but like every, like literally everything in Gilmore Girls 
has either happened to me or like I can imagine it happening, like especially the stuff that like Rory goes through at school and like sort of all the little like relationship things are just they feel so real. Like I feel like I'm just watching like into an actual small town. Right. Um, and Luke, Luke specifically. Oh, my God. The character is so like interesting to watch because when season one ends, like it's sort of a bit of a cliffhanger there, like what's gonna happen? Um, and one of like one of the thing, one of my favorite parts about him is that in like one of the early episodes, Lorelai gave him a hat. She gave him like the blue hat, and I was like, hmm, I wonder if that's gonna be his hat now. And it's been a blue, it's been the blue baseball hat ever since. So it's just like sort of the little details because he clearly cares about little things like you can see that and how much he cares about all the little um details that maybe people wouldn't notice about the diner and like keeping all the stuff on the walls and he was so hesitant to paint the place and like all that little stuff it's sort of his attention to detail and like his thoughtfulness that makes him that like makes you root for him um in the whole Lorelai Max Luke triangle there mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, it's it's one of the few shows that allows its characters, at least its main characters, to be completely snotty, stuck up, looking down their nose types, yet still likable and lovable, even. Yeah. Because they're just so fully themselves, you know? I mm -hmm. mean, I mean, take, for example, you know, all of the great cultural references in the beginning of this, uh, especially we're talking about this Bracebridge episode. I don't know if you've gotten here yet. Have you, have you delved into the, d dug into the second season yet? No. Okay. I, uh, so yeah. This, this, this was like three days ago. So, right. so, so, so tell us, so <laughs> yeah. tell us about this video. Yes. Yeah, so I post, um, I post TikToks every day. Mm -hmm. I can't, I check today. Cause I, I, I don't really look at like my total amount that much, but I'm at 3070 videos over the past two and a half years. Um, so I post pretty much every day and usually I have something to post about throughout the day, but in that day, I just been sitting around not moving for about 15 hours. So I was like, it was like 10 PM. <laughs> I was thinking, what is some, like, what is content for right now? I was like, you know what? I've watched Gilmore Girls for the past 15 hours. May as well see if anybody else has done that. Just sort of share my experience. So it's just a video of me saying I was supposed to write three essays today, but instead I watched 15 hours of Gilmore Girls and <laughs> it was worth every second. And it really was. And hey, like a million people have agreed with me. So I had a million, million likes. It has. I can check right now. Yeah. It's um, how many I views. I have my phone with me every second of the day. Um, it has, okay, I exaggerated. It has 600, it has 605,000 views. That's a lot of views. <laughs> wow. And people, there are 4,000 4, shares. So at least wow. 4,000 people sent this to another person and they were like, this You're, is accurate. This and, is a And very you did that without dancing. Time with other people in unison or lip syncing <laughs> rap songs or anything. You just, you just made a comment. My videos are mostly just me like talking to the camera. It was like, it's like a nine second video of me just in front of my TV with Gilmore girls paused in the background. Um, oh, I have to see this. <laughs> yeah. We'll send it to you, Scott. We saw that. it. And I sent I'm three of those shares. Cause I sent it with all our team. I'm, I was like, you guys, I'm going to have to jump on this TikTok horse and get a riding, man. I, yeah. I like this. TikTok. You should. I mean, people would love to have you on there. You think so? 
Aren't, yes. I, aren't I just like ancient I mean, clear, compared to everybody on there? I mean, they got like kids, yeah. little kids on there. Clearly, people are still huge fans of Gilmore Girls wow. and will always be. Because I was like doing the math today because um, I, I, I didn't know like when the show came out. The first season that I watched came out two years before I was born. Oh so like God. when it ended, <laughs> I was eight. And now I'm a sophomore in college. So like my like my age group still loves the show like way after it ended like we're all reruns streaming netflix kids when it comes to the show yeah. and we're all still very invested because it's you know, like it is sort of it is kind of timeless like what i said it feels like just real like all real situations that um like i could still see happening now just like all these little interactions between people will you be my tiktok mentor Oh, definitely. Definitely. I think you can help me greatly. That's what I'm here for. Let's join forces. Yes. Reach a span. Let's reach across the generations and clasp our hands together. And you can help me become TikTok relevant. Because I know that if I'm on my own, it it will, it it may. They do like the Gilmore content. Dave can show you the way. I mean, there's clearly, there's clearly an audience for it. People are clearly excited to see Gilmore Girls mentioned on their For You page. So, But Gabe, you got to keep me within certain parameters that you know people will respond to because, I mean, I have okay. some wacky ideas that I'm going to blow this whole thing up and ruin it. <laughs> So, oh so you got to oh keep Lord. me, you got to keep I'm me. I'm sure hemmed your in. wacky ideas are exactly what the world needs right now when it comes to Gilmore Girls content. Wait, Gabe, so are you going to keep watching? Are you going to, are you going to keep oh, watching yeah. over the holiday break? Oh, that's all I'm going to be doing. He's going to really? get, he's going to pass us in a second. Don't get, oh, I'm don't gonna, go I'm too gonna fast. Watch, I'm going to watch the whole thing. Watch it again. That's the, like, I watch things over and over again because I'm always like, I'm always watching stuff. Like I love television, I love film. It's like, I'm an actor in school. Like it's just sort of my studying kind of, like I just, that's how I rationalize it. But um, I, I'm watching stuff all the time and I end up just like re-watching shows like a million times. So when I find something new that I love and like I enjoy it and I'm really interested in, it's such a cool experience because I'm so used to like knowing exactly what happens. But now I don't know what's going to happen. And I finished the first season and I can't wait to start the second one. I'm home now. So it's finally time. Gabe should have been um, on Gilmore Girls. He's he, he, Gabe, you, you are one of like the most appealing been. young people I think I've ever, ever met. Look at you. Wait, Gabe, you have to stay you. in touch with us. So, so yeah. email us after Definitely. you. Oh, you have to keep in touch. Yeah. You, you're, you are oh, my yeah, tech. Totally. You are now you have an official title. You can put it on the resume. <laughs> Scott Patterson's TikTok mentor. Oh, it's such an honor. You're going to shepherd um, me through the choppy seas of TikTok. That's what I'm here for. That's <laughs> two, two, two and a half years of TikTok experience have been leading up to this moment. Should we put what Gabe through some? For. Oh, yeah. Do rapid fire with Gabe, Scott. Oh, do you want to do rapid fire? fire. Let me. I can, yeah. I can probably do it from memory. Um, okay, you I ready? have it in the chat for you, too. Scott, uh, Daniel's putting it in the chat. Yeah, put it in the chat. Because I, oh I know I know the first couple, but I'll I'll screw it up. Rapid fire. Okay. All right, you ready, Gabe? Here we go. Sure. Rapid fire with Gabe Escobar. Okay. How do you take your coffee? Uh, black. Can you still smell snow? Yes. Are you Team Logan, Team G- Jesus, Team he, Jess, or Team Dean? He's barely gonna know. Uh, he doesn't know yet. You don't know. 
I don't know the I I know Dean. They just got back together. That's, okay, that's All right. the extent of my knowledge. All right, who's the daddy? Like, you don't know that either. Between between the two love in, or between the two men so far, Dean over Tristan. I'll oh, I'll say that oh. with my experience. Wow. Oh, I'll say okay. that with my experience. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna love these ensuing episodes. Uh, so you can't answer who's the daddy. You don't even know what we're talking about. No. No, you don't know what we're talking. Okay, all right. So, okay, show you are binge watching right now. I think you've answered that question. Uh, one word to describe Gilmore Girls. Um, relatable. Are you familiar with the creepy clown pillow? Oh, good one. The creepy clown pillow. You will discover this, young Gabe. Oh you my will. God. You I'm, will pick up your legs. I don't know whether to be afraid or excited. <laughs> He's gonna have to rewatch. You have to rewatch one. season one, Gabe, because the clown the pillow. pillow. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, we'll put that in well, your brain. Okay. We'll put that in okay. your brain. God, okay. I love. I Noted. love. I love your house. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I know. I Compliments to your mom. Look well, at that Becker. place. Oh, it's, it's just full of little trinkets. And yeah, but it's and... just like it's such a home. It's so great. Thank you. It's so. Thank great. you. I've I've been here since seventh grade. Um, uh. so it's most of my late teen uh, early adult life mm -hmm. has been in this house beautiful um yeah really great merry <laughs> christmas too you gotta tell us after you get past brace oh, yeah. bridge Gin brace bridge dinner text us brace bridge dinner okay mm -hmm. i will you'll know when you know i i do not know when that is but it will probably be soon tomorrow <laughs> yeah <laughs> Are you on break probably now? Like one, probably like yeah. one more marathon and I'll be there. Right, right. So. Are you officially on break right now? Are you on vacation right now? Uh, yeah. So my, okay. my last final was Wednesday. Okay. So I'm done for the semester halfway through sophomore year. Okay. And you're going yeah. to, you're, you're studying at Villanova? Uh, no. So uh, we live, like I'm looking at Villanova's campus right now. Like we live oh. in, we live in the Villanova um, zip code. Gotcha. But I go, I go to Temple University. Oh, just Temple. Down okay. the street. Cool. Um, All right. Yeah. Studying musical theater and acting. So. Nice. Um, so I'm, I'm right down the road. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I was born, I was born in Philly. I'm a Philly boy. Oh, really? Yeah. Grew up That's in awesome. South Jersey. Hey, yeah. that's, <laughs> that's great to hear. Now I know why we get along so well. Yeah. Let's go down to South Street and get a hoagie. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. <clears throat> that's that's the best pastime. That's my uh, Philly <laughs> accent. Let's go down to South Street and get a hoagie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that that sounds pretty spot on to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Gabe, you're the best. We'll talk to you soon and keep those TikToks coming. Oh, definitely. Especially it's the Gilmore ones. It is all I do. <laughs> so, all right, Gabe. Yeah, thank thanks you for so coming much. on. This, Merry Christmas. This was a real blast. And. You know, I hope you consider my offer of. Oh, uh, definitely. Yeah, we'll connect everybody. Consider, we'll agreed, excited. Yeah, there you go. Already. TikTok mentor. Here I come, world. Gabe and I are going to be hitting the TikTok scene. They don't Look know out. what's going to hit them. New sheriff in town. All right, Gabe. Thank you so yeah. much. It was a thank blast. Thank you. This was a blast. All right, buddy. Have a great Bye. holiday. Bye. All right, buddy. See ya. He gives us Sean Mendez vibes. Yeah, yes. he was adorable. That kid's adorable. He is. Looks just like him. So appealing, right? Adorable. What a great I kid. love the fact that he wasn't even born when Gilmore Girls <laughs> right. started. Not even born. And he loves it as much as everybody that watched it, The you know, when it was on this WBCW. Gosh darn it. Let's make him a star. 
Can we make, we do we have that? We don't have that power, do we? He needs to make us a star with 600,000 views. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> We'd love 600,000 views. <laughs> Let's make him a star. So good. What a great kid. Pop culture. That was fun. That was a great surprise. Thank you. That's yeah. you're Isn't you're gonna sweet? really have to outdo yourself to Believe top him. that. That was good. That how was did really we good. How did we ever top how will we ever top Milo Ventimiglia and John Michael Murray? I'm so sorry, but no, those, no, they but they're amazing. but they're you know, they're international superstars for God's sake. I'm what this guy's he's in college and he's you know, he's He's not a famous guy yet. You know no. what I mean? That, I'm talking about that kind of surprise. Yes. Well, no. we got you. Once you're on TikTok, you'll be addicted like me. All right. I'm not, I think I'm going to have to do it. I'll be the oldest TikToker. 50-year-olds unite. TikTok. 50. Like, you know, I'm, I'm north of 50. I don't know. I'm not quite 50, just so everybody knows. <laughs> All Wait, right, so, so pop culture, Danielle, we got to take a break, but then Danielle's going to have her right, let's, uh, We have a few more things to discuss. We do. We certainly do with the episode. All right. Well, uh, that was very, that was delightful. Thank you for that gang. That was really, that was really good. All right. Let's take a, a little break and we'll be back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. <laughs> People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in exactly. to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed 
my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which right. is different than empathy, yeah. right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already yeah. see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield a man who got his start at the school that I went to would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it. Sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, we're back, and we're going to discuss... I think, we're, what are we going to do, pop culture? You want to do pop culture? Well, can we do some fashion first? Let's do fashion. I've got you know, a I was going to say, fashion. let's do some fashion first, and then we'll do the pop culture. Because <laughs> who the heck would want to do the pop culture now? You'd have to be insane. To me, the standout mm-hmm. were those fur blankets. Like, the fur blankets in the sleighs were, number one, 20 years ahead of their time, because those things are... Very expensive at Pottery Barn right now. And number two, they were so, they just looked so good. Mm -hmm. I have have fur on my couches. Me too. I like all the winter gear in general. I really, really enjoyed Luke's green, big, heavy coat. Oh, yes. You know what I mean? Very perfectly fitted too. Like, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. That you wore in the in the okay, so the that's sweat. my that's my faux pas. If no. you'll notice, if you'll go back, and you will notice <gasps> that when Luke comes in, he takes off his jacket, right? Okay, and then they cut away, and then I guess Lorelai is talking to somebody. Lauren, Lorelai and Roy are talking to somebody, and then they cut back, and he had the jacket on. No. And the jacket on, and he started taking it off again. He took that jacket off no. twice. Yes, Danielle, we have we have to find Funny. the photos. We have mm-hmm. to find the photos. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Wow, that's the, that is that's the double double right uh, over my head double military <laughs> jacket takeoff incident in the Bracebridge dinner. Oh, I did. Speaking of, also like Jess's jacket, it was the one that he's wearing in right, the sleigh, right? Corduroy, kind of a yellowy browny tan. Yeah, and then he was putting on the the gloves slash mittens. Like they weren't mittens; they were gloves, but they weren't. They were like cashmere or something. And just everything about that look. Was I wanted so to. Uh, cool. I wanted to button that top button or zip it up a little. He looked like he was going to catch. Oh, a cold. that he was a little cold. I didn't yeah. mind it. I, like wrap a didn't scarf mind. around him. You know, the dad. I really noticed Jess's handsomeness in this episode. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, oh, that yeah. kid's a babe. Yeah. 
after the yeah. fight when he was like looking up at Dean and he was all pumped up and like you know his hair's a messy and he's like Jesus that's a good looking kid it like hurts yes, to Dean, look at him it's almost yeah it's almost Dean painful. was super hot until Jess showed up oh and then my you're like, goodness oh, sorry Dean yeah and he took a <laughs> sorry, good punch sorry, at that Jared. kid and he looks you yeah. know Milo looks like a little scrapper yeah I mean he he's looks not like really he's tall. Yeah, he's, you know, he's tall enough. He's like 5'10". Not as tall as Jared Padalecki. Right. Well, nobody is. I mean, the kid's 6'4", you know, uh, without his shoes on, for God's sake. I mean, he's like, you look up at Jared like, hey, how you doing, buddy? How's the weather up there? Ha, ha, ha. But I also loved Lorelai's St. Bernard's Bulldogs long sleeve. Maybe they were quarter length blue shirt. I just remember 20 years ago wearing a lot of that kind of shirt. And I just really remember buying clothes like Lorelai. Mm-hmm. Like I remember watching it and wanting and trying to find those looks. Right. Good fashion in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, lot of fashion coming at you. Lot and of, crazy costumes, but lot great of cost, yeah. fashion and style. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So let's get back to the episode. There's just, there's still more to unpack. What do you think? Are we? Yeah, over? just a few more things. I think we talked about Paris. I think I'm, I'm happy Emily and Richard resolved their issue mm-hmm. and look happier than ever yeah mm-hmm. yeah than we've ever seen them yeah you know suki and jackson are cruising they obviously are happy melissa was hitting home runs uh her, her timing and her delivery is just second to none it was a joy it's a joy to watch melissa isn't it yeah. it really is a privilege yeah. to watch her yeah. work because it just doesn't seem like work it's just this very enthusiastic very funny person who you just love it's just yeah, it's 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 wonderful to watch her. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm interested because obviously there's some Christopher things coming. Mm-hmm. We haven't met Sherry yet. They they reference her being pretty or beautiful, but we don't. I know who plays her, so I'm excited about that. But we haven't met her yet, so obviously that's coming too. You, you know, one thing I noticed in the uh, scene where uh, Lorelai admits that you know that she lied to Rory and I didn't tell you, and he did call and this kind of thing. And Rory took on, again, the, uh, uh, she assumed the position of the parent. Mm-hmm. And she was not scolding her mother like a parent would scold a child. She was saying, she was just sort of making sure that Lorelai was on the same page. Like, we're rooting for dad, right, mom? Right? That's right. Right. So we have to, you know, we can't, yeah, that kind of thing. So it's just going down that checklist with her. And that's really the nature. That's why she's so emotionally mature because she has had to manage. Um, what I, you know, I don't want to use the mania. No, I don't want to use that. That's, that's, that's not, that's not. No, yeah. I, um, I don't think that describes Laurelai's. <laughs> I just think, you know, I just think Laurelai's in a, an extremely difficult position given where she came from, the situation she's in, and with Christopher as an ex. Because he, yeah. you know, he's developing so slowly in his life, right? And well, it, right. If your mom had you at sixteen, you're dealing with a totally different mom, right? Than somebody who has a kid at thirty, right? And then her own feelings of, you know, abandonment by Christopher, and and what mm-hmm. could have been, and you know, he really didn't make an effort. So I'm, I'm I'm very conflicted about how I feel about him. I think I love him and I hate him a little bit. And, Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like all these things come up at once and it gets overwhelming and she needs Rory there to hold her hand a little bit and get her back to normal. Like, hey, mom, it's just you and me and it's OK and it's OK mm-hmm. to feel that way. But, you know, we are rooting for dad because and it's just like it just boy, he yeah. just 
he's the weak link, you know? I mean, I and she does it. play the parent role. Right. Or the calm person. Right. The thoughtful sort mm-hmm. of, no, we're not going to fly off the handle. Right. We're going to process this right. properly. And, you know, Lorelai checks her too. I mean, when it, it, it's, it's a symbiotic relationship, let's just put it that way. It's an unusual, very, very. it's an unusual, it's, but I, I think, you know what? I actually think it's far more common and I think the, the, you know, one of the reasons that show's so popular is there's so many single mothers out there raising their daughters, and it's so difficult. Mm-hmm. It's it's difficult to raise a son or a daughter as a single mom. I mean, it's just not easy. It's these women are zapped. Their strength is zapped on a daily basis. They collapse at the end of the day. Um, so I think it, you know, if. It, anyway, so I think it's a huge audience. I, I think. Yeah. No. I mean, I think this this was a important episode filled with so many things as they all are. I mean, I, I feel like I'm so repetitive that each week I'm like, wow, this had a lot in it. Mm-hmm. Like they no, all but do. They do. They pack a lot in there and that's because there's 80 pages of stuff in 40 minutes of airtime. So it's probably, you know, a third more than, you know, a third to, to 40% right. more content dialogue yeah narrative storylines characters than any other hour show mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's why we're able to seen. know 30 characters yes we're like, oh, we, we got them all i mean we didn't even talk about rune you know and, <laughs> and, and it was hysterical i mean the, the comedy that that guy delivered yeah. <laughs> it's just like it's you know it's like a really good play yeah it's what if yeah. it, it's just you can't you can't do that stuff on television. Who even attempts to do these kinds of like Lorelai walking in, you know, you know, first of all, you know, Melissa sets it up cause she's, she doesn't know what's wrong with the sauce and it's missing something. And oh she's my a little, God. Oh and then Lorelai walks in and she, she goes, ah, and, she, and Suki goes, what? And they look at naked rune, naked rune. Then we cut the, it's like, it's insanity. You do so, that in so. plays. You don't do that on television. <laughs> You don't try to do that on television because you don't have the the skill level on set to do it or the writing talent to do it, but they do it. There's so much happening. They're writing plays. They are writing plays. They're writing one act plays. Well, not one act, many acts. Um, But I, you know, I think what they're attempting there to do, um, you know, it's, it's really more like live theater than anything I've ever seen. Interesting. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio, ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes 
I guess identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune into what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle. It's my moment. It's your moment. All right. This is Danielle. I'm filling in for Riley, and this is your pop culture. So the first pop culture reference is when Lorelai and Suki were talking about how crazy they were for continuing with the dinner. And Lorelai goes, we're beyond crazy. We're Anne Heche speaking her secret language to God and looking for the spaceship in Fresno crazy. And then they spoke the language? Like like Suki had a line, and then Lorelai's line in that, that alien language? Oh, yeah. I fell off the couch. That was, that <laughs> oh I, fell off. I was oh laughing so hard. My wife came in and said, are you okay? I mean, that was like the best line of the whole show oh right there. So for those that don't know, Anne Heche is an American actress, director, and screenwriter. And this, re- this reference is in reference to something she actually said. Yes. Um, she said 
on her radio show that she was under the influence of magic mushrooms the night she met her ex-girlfriend Ellen DeGeneres. And also during an interview with Barbara Walters, Hayes stated that she had an alter ego named Celestia. Yes. Yeah, Celestia. That's yes. right. And she's from the planet Klaatu. <laughs> or no, right. spoke a language called Klaatu. And then she would speak that clack, clink, clink, clink. She, she spoke the language. God and bless that her. was that was in the headline. That was the entertainment. That was in the headlines yeah. for 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 weeks. It like was a Anne big old thing. flips out, and then she's speaking in tongues, right? Mm-hmm. And then and then Suki and Lorelai did it. The <laughs> did it. You gotta love it. You gotta love it. <laughs> that was the best. Oh, that was oh, the yeah. highlight of the show so far for me, right there. Those two lines. <laughs> Oh, God. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Next one. Um, this is when the guests arrive for dinner at the inn. Uh, Rory goes, nice looking lady. And Lorelai goes, hmm, like a young Tammy Faye Baker. <laughs> so Tamara Faye Mesner was yeah. an American evangelist, singer, author, talk show host, and television personality. She was known for her over-the-top makeup. Um, when asked what she wanted to be remembered for shortly before she died, Tammy replied, my eyelashes. Mm-hmm. And in an interesting twist that makes this reference super topical right now, Jessica Chastain and Andrew Garfield recently released a movie, The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay, we'll be watching out for that one. Yes. <laughs> it's already released. Check it out. Okay. Um, okay, Rory suggests giving one of the rooms to Richard. And Rory goes, I thought maybe a certain depressed man and his wife would stay there. And Lorelai goes, Woody and Sunyi? Oh, <laughs> Suni is, is the adopted daughter of actress Mia Farrow and musician Andre Previn uh. and the wife of filmmaker Woody Allen. Woody had a re- relationship with Mia Farrow, who adopted Suni. Yikes. <laughs> and Mia Farrow became Allen's mother-in-law in 1997 when he married Suni. And again, this is topical because just last year, Mia Farrow's documentary was also released. Um, okay, next up, Lorelai and Rory talk about what will cheer Richard up. And Lorelai goes, I'll send him a Def Jam comedy tape. Oh. So Def Comedy Jam is an HBO television series produced by Russell Simmons. Uh, Def Comedy Jam meaning excellent in rap lingo. Simmons is the third wealthiest personality in hip hop with a net worth of $350 million. Um, he practices yoga, which encourages vegetarianism and social and environmental activism. Only, only people with a lot of money can tell me how to live. <laughs> <laughs> Maury and Babette show up to the inn for dinner and Maury goes Charlie Charlie Parker was late to everything and Charlie Parker named Bird or Yardbird was an American jazz saxophonist band leader and composer his nickname is a nod to the fact that he really really loved chicken I love that Maury never took those shades off wait a minute wait a minute the greatest line one of the, I think number two or it might be tied for number one is when Babette said to him Darling, uh, Maury, don't you understand? Charlie Parker had more drugs in him than a Rite Aid. <laughs> uh, next one. Suki cooks up a storm for the dinner. Uh, Suki goes, no, it tastes too 20th century, guys. It's got to shout Washington Irving, not Irving my kind. It needs something. Help me. What is it? <laughs> and then the infamous salt line. Mm-hmm. Um, Washington Irving was an American short story writer, essayist, biographer, historian, and diplomat of the 19th century. One of the great linguistic legacies of his work was that it gave us the name Knickerbocker. Irving also gave us Gotham. It was he who first he it was he who was the first person to refer to New York City as Gotham City. I thought that was fascinating. <laughs> Just me? Okay. Next up, Lorelai and Luke are in the sleigh and Lorelai goes, "Giddy up." Ah, the horses heard me. I speak horse language. I'm Dr. Doolittle. 
Um, Eddie Murphy portrayed Dr. Doolittle in the 1998 movie based on the series of children's books. Eddie is terrified of live animals and insisted that as many as possible be superimposed digitally in the scenes. When he couldn't avoid acting in the same room as an animal, the shots frequently ended with Murphy screaming. I don't know why I love that, but he did Dr. Doolittle and he's like, he doesn't, he's afraid of me. <laughs> Next one. Emily comes to stay the night in Rory and Lorelai's room and Lorelai goes like sands through the hourglass. So are the Gilmores of our lives. <laughs> so obviously this is in reference to days of our lives and days of our lives has been on since 1965 in a fascinating twist. John Aniston, Jennifer Aniston's dad who played Victor on days of our lives since 1985 is coming soon to Gilmore girls in season three. So everybody be on the lookout. Oh. Yeah. Full circle there. Lorelai and Rory talk about the movies they're going to watch over Christmas break. And Rory goes, oh, we have to rent Godfather 3 on DVD. The God. Oh, Scott's excited for this one. Go ahead. You go. I have a lot of personal stories connected to the Godfather part three. <laughs> I, had a, uh, I had a theater company in New York and there was a guy, one of my buddies, my best buddies at the time. Uh, and he's of Italian heritage. And he uh, knew the casting director for the Godfather part three. And he came to the, he came to a rehearsal for the theater company. He says, I'm leaving for Italy. I just scored a major part in Godfather part three. And we're like, Oh my God, congratulations. And we're all jealous as hell. So he goes off and shoots the movie for months and months and months. Long story short, comes back. He goes to the premiere tuxedo with his girlfriend and the whole thing. And then he calls me the next day and he says, uh, they cut me out of the whole thing. Oh no! I was only in one scene in the, some oh, cafe, no. and all you could see was my nose. Oh no! Oh no! So I spent all that time over there, you know, and all you could see was my nose. Um. Anyway, yes, that that was a big controversy when Coppola uh, cast his own daughter. Apparently, the stories were that Pacino and Diane Keaton went to Francis and said, "You can't do this." But he said, um, it's my film. I'm going to do it. I got a good Al Pacino um, reference or not reference, but trivia for you. So Al Pacino was offered $5 million to reprise, reprise his role as Michael. But Pacino wanted $7 million plus a percentage of the gross. And Coppola refused. He threatened, really? to rewrite, he threatened to rewrite the script by starting the story with Michael's funeral sequence Whoa. instead of the film's introduction. Uh, so eventually Pacino agreed to the $5 million offer. So wait a minute. So what, what would the movie have been without him? Godfather part three. He's the Godfather. How do you do hundred percent sure I've seen any Godfathers. Oh, stop I, it. I think I'm over three. You've never Maybe seen I, the Godfather movies. The one and I two. Those so. are the two greatest American film. Maybe the two greatest films ever made. Have you Daniel? Um, you know, it's oh a little my fuzzy. God. I can't tell what I'm on with. <laughs> I might have oh. seen parts of three. I don't think so. Like, Gosh. I have no idea what y'all are, like, really talking about with the story. You have to. Like, to okay, you got to watch him over this. Is Godfather well, well, you, where they say, like, once you get in, you can never get out. And now it's the say hello to I'm, my little friend. Oh, is that? That's that. <laughs> he says that in three. 
No, three. <laughs> two. Not two. Three. Yeah, I definitely Pacino haven't seen says it. that in three. He says, I was almost out and they they pull you back in. Yeah, that's see, I was yeah, right. That's I three. changed it. But yeah, okay. Three was panned like you cannot. Oh, believe. they it was it was no good. Oh, know? it was panned. The critics hated it. Hated what about it. two? Two was a lot of critics said two was better than one. Oh wow. So then on number three. One was unbelievable. One was a perfect movie. The first one was a perfect film. The second one was an even more perfect film. Three was just a, a giant turd, you know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but you know what? Still, still very watchable. Yeah. I mean, still okay. very watchable. I mean, there's some good stuff in there. I mean, yeah. Andy Garcia's in there and uh, Joe Montaigne's in there. I would say I'll give it a try, but I'm like so backlogged. I'm well, not just watch the first two and then watch that mm -hmm. one. And so you get the contrasting. There's so many things ahead of it on my list. Just let you know. I'm just being honest. It's not close. You can't it's go through close. life as a cultured person that you are. We know you are. Yeah. You've I read can. all the best books. You've read the Harvard classics. You've read them all. No. I'm no, not well you haven't read done that. Either. You've got to. No, and I have. I'm sorry. I have a list of shows. I've got to. Get you have to. No, no. That's not, these aren't shows. These are. I got to do dope. This sick. is artwork. This is living do. artwork. This is part of our culture. I got to do Succession. I got to do Yellowstone. Oh, I'm for God's sake! You're, 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 you got to see The Godfather. Sorry. I want to do Superman and Lois. That looks super good. <laughs> what are it you does. even talking about? It's on the CW. <laughs> All American. I like. Look, I like the CW shows. Okay, so you will never see cinematography. I never said never. At the level that you will see it in Godfather One and Two, you will never see such beautifully framed, <laughs> lit shots. Godfather they look, they Two look was like filmed, paintings. Every Godfather single two frame of those first two Godfather films look like paintings. That's right by my house in Tahoe. Godfather Two. Yeah. Yeah. Gorgeous. Right by my house. Every right by frame my house. was immaculate. I'll just YouTube those scenes. Danielle, keep going. <laughs> I was just going to say, we, you know, we have another movie reference, The Shining. Have we all seen it? I haven't. Yes, yes we have I have all not seen it. it in its, no, we yes, haven't. We I haven't have seen, seen it in its it. entirety. I've seen oh just that. Oh <laughs> or the two God. girls holding hands in the hall. Yeah, that's as far as I got. So, Laura Light. Yeah, it's on my list to see. I've got to see the Porky Pie Brigade first. Yeah. I've got many things on my list before I'm going to say that. <laughs> the I don't think I've seen One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest in full either. You're kidding me. No, I got a long list. Oh my like, goodness. These but are I've seen 16 films. Candles 412 times. You're blowing like my it. mind right now. You're literally, yeah, you I've, have not dirty seen. Dirty Dancing, I've seen. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Do they, okay, do these, do, are these considered like guy films to you? And they, they they don't make you feel comfortable and warm. And no, I, I don't. I'm, I, I, don't I, I just am like, I'd rather watch Dirty Dancing again. Like, literally, I've seen, there's, you know, 16 or Candles, Grease. Dirty Dancing. Grease, I was YouTubing yeah. Grease last mm, night. I just mm. wanted to rewatch You're the One That I Want again. Interesting. So scene. you're not really the Godfather demo. No, I think we're right. just very much like. We like happy, uplifting gotcha. movies. Right. Not yeah. So much. How to lose a guy in 10 days. I'll watch yeah. I wish I was like that. The wedding planner. God, oh, like <laughs> are you Nancy Pong? <laughs> I give you sugar, but I don't have any. 
Is there, there's, I think there's a trap. You saved my shoe. Trap door here in my room. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? We lost Scott. We lost Scott. <laughs> Keep going. Get to Bjork. Okay. Is it Bjork's uh, Okay. Well, I'll just do quick, two quick mentions. The Shining was referenced. Same with Ben-Hur. Um, I feel like both of those were pretty Yeah, pretty same big. with Sunny but and Cher again, which we talked about. Since the fact that we have been um, recording for an hour and a half. <laughs> so we'll go. go to the, the last and final one. Jess and Rory are in the sleigh, and Jess goes, it definitely has the most personality. It kind of looks like Bjork. And uh, unless you lived under a rock, you remember when she walked to the red carpet in a swan the dress yes. the at the 73rd Academy Awards on March 25th, 2001. Um, so definitely personality. That's why that was referenced. Good job, Danielle. You did good. Thank you. I like the commentary unless you lived under a rock. So that was like, well, well done. We miss Riley. We can't wait for her to be back. Yeah. Let's hope she feels better soon. All right. So good. Please feel better. She already texted. She's already doing better. All right. Good. good. All right. Give her my best. We will. Give her my best. I have a line I'm very excited about. Go ahead. Okay. So this is when um, Dean and his sister arrived to the dinner. And Rory goes, is that a Stella McCartney? And Dean's sister goes, it's a Walmart. <laughs> I fully missed that. And that's epic. I just liked when Rory said to Lorelai, you're wigging. Right. And she was totally losing her mind over Christopher. You're wigging. Uh, my- and I couldn't even recreate it, but she's like between the. Blah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, my favorite line was uh, uh, Lorelai. Uh, speaking in the Klaatu language, back to Suki, I can't even attempt to repeat what she said, but it was <laughs> literally for me the, the, the highest comic, comedic moment of the entire series so far. Oh, my God. I love it. Brilliant stuff. Well, what a way to end it. Just so everyone knows, we're giving Scott Christmas off. I don't know why, but we are. Are, so you, we'll not giving, are you not giving others uh, Christmas off in the stable? We are. It's about half and half. Some people mm-hmm. do have to work because it's a long story, but some people do have to win. <laughs> Podcast continues, Scott. But, but I mean, do you want me to take the stuff to? No, no, I'll, no. I'll we're conti- gonna give you. I, I'm gonna be no, there two we're, weeks. We're gonna give you. Everybody can handle it. That's listening. We're giving him one week off. We'll be back January fourth. I get a week off. You get a week off. Right. One week. That's it. January fourth. We'll the that. good news is you have about like 20 episodes in the month of December <laughs> to, to refresh on. We've dropped a lot. Gave you a lot of. Yeah. Content. If anybody missed anything. You got plenty to re-listen to. All right, everybody. Listen, uh, that's going to wrap up uh, Bracebridge dinner. And uh, uh, look, have a safe uh, and happy holiday. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. All the best from us. And uh, thanks for your downloads. Uh, and we'll see you in the new year. Stay safe. Don't forget, follow us on Instagram at I am all in podcast and email us at Gilmore at iHeartRadio.com. Oh, you Gilmore fans, if you're looking for the best cup of coffee in the world, go to my website for my company, ScottyP.com, S-C-O-T-T-Y-P.com, ScottyP.com, grade one specialty coffee.
Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 